Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. On McDermott on 2FM. With Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. It's one of the most constantly fascinating shows on the televisual box. It returns to RT Television tonight, 9.35, RT1, just after the news. It is the cutting edge. Delighted and excited to be joined by... I'm going to go for friend of the show at this stage. Oh, and I, I, I always love our little chats. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? I'll tell you what. I read a piece that you did and you okay, said... here we go. I, did, I write these things. <laughs> it's a gig, you know <laughs> what I mean? You throw it back at me then, I have to do... What do they call it? A voir dire when you have to defend your PhD in front of people? Go on, so. I've never heard that phrase, voir dire. I think so. Uh, no, no. A viva voce. Viva voce. You have to defend your opinions in front of a panel of eminent experts like yourself. Okay, so yeah, on, that's, that's right. Okay. Well, it was more It was more a contemplative philosophical music okay. than a statement. You said, I wonder have we gone soft? We live in gentler times where nobody's allowed to take the piss out of people anymore. I suppose we have a bit though, don't we? Yeah. Do you never think like that the Russians are looking at us going, look how soft those Westerners are gone. They're going to walk in here someday and just take over. They're survivors like those people. And we're all here crying at each other about microaggressions and everything. I kind of balance between with my kids. I want them to be resilient and everything. But at the same time, you know, I don't want them to be old fashioned macho or anything like that. But yeah. I don't want them to cry every time someone says something bad to them or I don't want them to get upset. Now, having said all that, given this situation of one of my kids having the Down syndrome, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what it does make you. It makes you not be one of those people who goes, oh, all this political correctness, I'm sick of it all and everything. Because, look, the reality is I might be that kind of person in another universe. But when you see how it makes the world nicer to somebody like my little Mary, yeah. you've got to think that is a part of that. People are are more concerned about not causing offence these days. I think like the younger generation, they're a bit kinder. They're a bit more tolerant, tolerant of difference. Like we were not tolerant of difference when I was a kid. You know what I mean? When I was in school and all that. So, you know, people go, oh, it's political correctness gone mad. Maybe a little bit of political correctness hasn't been all a bad thing, you know? Yeah, and I'd be a big fan of Ricky Gervais's mantra that you don't have the right to not be offended. And offence is such an arbitrary term. Yeah. Having said that, right? Yeah. You bring up Ricky Gervais. I know we're going off on tangents here, but did you watch um, Afterlife? I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my to-do list. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. What I would say is, so it's it's that it's that kind of thing. He's done it before. It's kind of a bit sentimental, and then with the odd, really what could be regarded as quite offensive joke. Yeah. And we were saying actually, I was saying to my wife, was there like one or two laughs in each one? And she said there was probably about one, and it was usually when he said, "See you next Tuesday." Yeah. Uh, or when he made a kind of fairly politically incorrect joke, but put it in the mouth of his of his character so that yeah. like it wasn't Ricky Gervais making the joke where is the line between ju- just being offensive and it being oh I'm being political here because I'm poking fun at offence or something like that you know what I mean if you're getting your laughs from being offensive and I suppose it's about punching up isn't it because uh, because there was, there was I read a really interesting article about Louis C.K. and he's got his own problems at the moment but yeah. there was a really interesting article there used to be this critic used to come to his shows all the time and used to write him really bad reviews so Louis C.K. then started to reference him in his stand-up. He started to have goes at him online and stuff. And it worked because he was this big hotshot critic 
But then Louis C.K. became more famous than him. Yeah. And people, he said he found the reaction wasn't as great because all of a sudden he was shitting on this critic. Swatting a little fly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Each season I do tend to think it's a little bit harder this time. It's a little bit harder now than it was six months ago. It's going to be a little bit harder for people to be honest. I find the gulf between what people will say in private now and what they'll talk about in public. Like there's so much stuff that people now go, I'm not even going to get into talking about it. And like... Sometimes it's for good reason. Say that, like, there's a lot of people say that will not get into conversations about the transgender issue because they just say, "Look, I don't get it," and and you know, I yes, I I, I wish everyone the best. I'm a live and let live kind of person. I don't understand it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about it. And you can say it's a cop out, but it's okay. But the fact that there are all these conversations that people don't even want to have now. Yeah, you know, I know that the transgender. Uh, lobbyists will say it's good that people who don't know what they're talking about aren't uh, contributing to the discourse yeah but in a sense like I think do we not all have a right to have an opinion on stuff that's going on in the world around us cultural issues and all that because if we don't we have to stop cutting edge so and then I, I guess, would defend it... people's right to talk about things they know nothing about <laughs> to the death to the, the death, death, you say. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Stay there, Brendan, because I want to ask you about uh, your favourite guests from previous shows and then also what we can expect from this series. Let's do a little musical interlude. we got Baby Rexa, uh, Last Hurrah, and we're back with Brendan on Cutting Edge. Hey! This is 2FM. Baby Rexa and 2FM, Last Hurrah. We're joined in studio by Brendan O'Connor. The Cutting Edge is back on the television box tonight, 9.35, RT1. After the news, Brendan, um, who have you tried to get on the show that you couldn't get or you got, but it was the real hard slog? Um, obviously, uh, we have a great team of people who work and get people. They don't tell me the people who don't want to come on the show. Oh, really? That okay. Would, that would upset me. That would upset oh, me. Oh, fair. And I don't, okay. I don't, I don't really give lists. You know, we throw our own names and everything, but it's not about wanting the major celebs in a way like it's about it's about you see somebody you go that person's interesting and you just you know, toss them onto a list and stuff you know it's, yeah, fair enough. it's about finding interesting people it's particularly at this stage about finding new voices as well and we have some some new voices some interesting people I think Are you we're, allowed to say we're, it we're very focused on um, no because like we we don't have a lot of them tied down no anywhere because like the, the casting is massively complex in terms of the people agree to do it but then yeah, dates okay, yeah. and you can't you could you know one man two women you can't you have to mix up the, the kind of age groups whatever all sure that. yeah so so I, I i'm not privy to it all but what i would say is that we are i, I think we're as focused as we can be on diversity yeah we're as focused as we can be on um hearing new people um, and i think we're as focused as we can be on something that's very important which is listening to young people and you know you're you're getting out of you're, you're kind of out of the young person shut up place of, you so shut up are you Get technically out. a millennial We're finished yes I'm a millennial I'm a millennial just about I'd yeah, say well, I the am. skin of your millennial teeth I'd yeah, say handsome um, dude a great hair I think there's a tendency among people my age not to listen to them you know and I think we have to listen to them because this is this is their world like you and me we're old news baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah uh, what was we are now we're bed blockers we're placeholders like those You're young people are like 50 get, get that old man don't off don't you dare so let me into so the I think in, in 50 a, age bracket in a desperate you attempt to stay relevant I'm I'm making it my mission now to listen to the young people and to see what they have to say and to and to agree with them because you know we have dismiss and snowflakes and winders and all that and there's an element of that to them yeah but, you know. what's the the pairing that was 
a most unexpected phase of electricity or an episode that you maybe not that you hadn't expected much I of spo- but surprised I suppose you'd have to say one that stands out for me actually is Stephanie Preisner and Mary Coughlin in the last season what they were talking about actually was the remember the Wimex thing that blew controversy that blew up where basically I think it was about the terminology for women okay right so the word woman excludes non-cisgender women. So okay, yes. So it excludes transgender, right. includes anyone who wasn't like biologically assigned their gender at birth or whatever way you want to put it. So there's this thing about that. The word Wimexin was more inclusive. So anyway, Stephanie Preisen was talking about this and she was saying, look, if this works, if this works for some people, what's our problem with it? Like, you know, and I think it's a good point. Like, she's, you know, yeah, we can all moan about it, but if it's work, if it works, if it makes a person feel better, then what, what's your problem with using it where appropriate? There is, and a- Mary Coughlin turned to her and said very gently, everything I've done, I'm paraphrasing her, but like, I have fought for women in everything I've done for decades. I've, fought for rights for women for reproductive rights for women for rights of women domestic violence whatever went through a litany of it and you know what's wrong with women kind of now I'm paraphrasing them both very badly but that was the essence of it but what you suddenly saw and it is like it's like synesthesia or something sometimes you see colours flowing between people or you see you see the vibes you know the way sometimes you don't see and what you saw was this woman, Mary Coughlin, who we would call whatever second wave feminist, I guess. And Mary Coughlin was saying to her, look, we did all this and we did it for women. And what's this Wimax and business about? And Stephanie Preisner, I think very kindly and with huge respect, kind of said to her, I know, yeah, but it's different now. And these are these are the battles now. And these are what we're fighting for. And they're different things. And we appreciate everything you did. I just thought it was an extraordinary moment that said so much about all the kind of nasty discourse around gender and all that boil between the old feminists and the young feminists and everything. I thought it all came down into this quite sweet moment where Stephanie almost took her by the hand and said, yes, thank you. But look, we've got our wings now and we're going to fly and it's a different thing. Yeah. And actually, it's a metaphor for like, you know, we need to listen to the young people. They've got different battles and you don't just because they're not our battles. You don't poo-poo them, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. That's I don't know if if, if I'm no, getting it across. That's lovely. Yeah. Those moments, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I said it's one of the most constantly fascinating uh, TV shows going. So a credit to Thank you and you. your team, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, yes. And it is it is all the team. We just come in and sit and listen, listen to the young people. That's, <laughs> that's lobbing on grenade here and I there. Just listen to the young people. It's back yeah. on the television tonight, right after yeah. the news on RT One tonight. Yeah. The cutting edge, Mr. Brendan O'Connor. If you want to upgrade your cool credentials with the youth pick us a song that we'll play right now damn I meant to get something ready okay because you always catch me okay um, four three um, two Sigrid Sigrid yeah let's do Sigrid one of the upbeat ones not one of the kind of ballady ones alright Strangers let's do Strangers Strangers is is a banger here's a banger (laughs) banger indeed right we're going to take a quick break and we're doing Strangers right after this let's go this is 